Hi everyone and welcome to Empowering the Opposition. My name is Dr. Nafis Alam and our topic today will be the work-life balance, how we navigate between productivity and leisure. Now, if you ask anybody who's successful, um, you'll get an understanding of what they've done and what their advice and guidance is for you. And then you ask someone different and they've got completely different advice and different kinds of guidance for you. I've come across plenty of successful people in my life, a um, few of whom I've considered my mentors, and I can tell you that many of my old mentors would say, well, they would wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning um, to get a jump on their competition. Then I've had mentors who say, well, you know, they would fit in work whenever they could. I've had mentors who are married with kids. I've had mentors who are... Um, just focus on their professional life and they're not, they don't have much going on from a personal life standpoint. So the idea here in finding the work-life balance, just like with anything else, is that it has to be custom fit to you. What's right for me and what's right for my mentors, obviously, and what's right for your mentors, what's right for the world may not necessarily be what's right for you. Um, I'm happy to share my ideas as far as, you know, being a 37-year-old person who I would say is fairly successful if I'm being, you know, honest and humble, uh, even. So, um, you know, having a, uh, achieved a PhD, played football, um, working in hospital administration, um, I even did sports radio for a little while. Um, now I'm branching off into other things as well, including boxing, modeling, and acting. So, um, one of my pieces of advice, uh, and obviously you can take it or leave it because, you know, what works for me might not necessarily work for you, is that you want to prioritize the highest value activities and the highest value goals that you have. Um, so if, if you have the goal of academic success, let's say, um, you want to prioritize that. And once you're done exhausting all of your academic abilities for the day and, you know, exhausting all of your efforts into academic success for the day, then you pivot to maybe career success. And then maybe after that, you pivot to athletic success or fitness success. The idea here is to understand that there is a hierarchy of your priorities. So if your primary priority is academic success, then you start the day focusing on that. And then once you're done, you know, at some point you're going to hit a wall. At some point you're going to feel like you just can't move any further along. That's when you pivot to secondary and tertiary goals that you have. Every moment of the day should be um, doing something. Now, of course, this is the work-life balance. And one of the key things that I found in my life is that if you think of your work as your life, but not in the sense that you're punching the clock. It's not, you know, any job, if you were to, you know, uh, work in retail, work in uh, restaurant management, restaurant work period, um, it's going to feel like a job. So you want to put yourself in a position where you don't feel like there is a stark difference between who you are professionally and who you are personally. And I think uh, amongst all of the achievements that I've had personally, that is my my top achievement is that I am who I am regardless of whether I'm behind a desk, if I'm in the ring, 
if I'm, you know, in a photo shoot, if I'm in the field, whatever it is, I, I, I am my true self. The professional me does not differentiate at all from the personal me. Now, is that going to be possible if you're at a younger age, if you're not uh, well on your way into what your career will be? It's probably going to be impossible. Um, if not, it'll definitely be improbable. Uh, and, you know, you just have to work your way up there. If you want to set your goals and you want to chip away at them slowly but surely, um, that's essentially one of the ways to, to achieve success. But that's my way. It doesn't necessarily mean that it is the way. Again, very important to realize that my way is not the way. Your way is not the way. Just because something works for you doesn't mean it's going to work for me and vice versa. Now, in empowering the opposition in that particular spirit, let's talk about some other mentors that I've had who have had a different approach to their lives than I have. The ones that would wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning to get a jump on the day. They would just put everything into their calendar and... They would chip away at all that they could professionally so that they can enjoy their personal lives, which they uh, chose to separate from their professional lives. These are uh, the people and the professionals that I've worked with who wouldn't check their emails on uh, while they're on vacation. They wouldn't. Um, there was just a clear separation between their professional and personal lives. And in their minds, that is the perfect work-life balance because work doesn't infringe upon life and life does not infringe upon work. So compartmentalizing these two parts of their lives, of course, they've got many other parts of their lives, but let's just say the work-life balance, you know, uh, compartmentalizing these two elements of their lives help them stay recharged and um, motivated for the other. So when the person or the people were working, they were fully into working. And then once work was over, you know, they weren't punch the clock types, but they were very successful people. And once their work day was over, whenever that may be, their fun day begins, their personal life begins, and then they're fully into that. And they've separated the two. Many of the uh, people that I've worked with in the past, for example, um, on Wall Street, very successful financially. They would not check their phones. They wouldn't check any messages from their husbands, their wives, their kids during the day while they're at work. And then once work was done, they would then move into wife mode or husband mode or parent mode. And it worked for them and it works, continues to work for them because they're able to separate their professional and their personal lives and thereby they've achieved a perfect work-life balance. Now, that is obviously not the way that I've done things, um, but that is a way to do things where you can find that peace where you have work never infringing upon your, uh, your personal life and then your personal life never infringing upon your professional life. For me, though, like I've mentioned, with empowering the opposition, just taking into account different viewpoints and different perspectives, um, I've always found that it, it just did not come naturally to me. I tried it, especially because Wall Street was one of the first uh, real jobs that I had. And there, it was uh, primarily about compartmentalization anyway, so I tried compartmentalization the best that I could, separating my professional life from my personal life, trying not to look at my phone, trying not to think about anything personal during the professional, and trying not to think about anything professional during the personal. I failed at it. I was not good at it. So when I was at work, 
I you would certainly think about my parents, my brother. Um, if I was seeing somebody, then a girlfriend. Um, that those thoughts would creep into my mind during the work day, and I would want to text someone, or I would want to, you know, chat with someone, or just see how they're doing, or. You know, that just, I wasn't able to compartmentalize in that kind of way. Similarly, when, you know, the time came to, you know, stop working for the day and I was at back at home or heading back home, it was, uh, it was my responsibility to try not to think about my professional work, not to think about what I was going to do at work or what I have done at work. Um, but, you know, hanging out with friends, hanging out with family members, hanging out with girlfriends when I had them. Um, it was sometimes work would creep in and I would think, oh, this is a good idea. This might be something that I want to talk to Mr. So-and-so about, Mrs. So-and-so about. They might be interested in investing in this particular idea. So I was never successful at that. And I think one of my major failures in just not being successful at that is trying to do something that came unnaturally to me. Now, obviously, you know, you want to give everything, everything and every, you know, everything a college try and just see whether or not it is a part of your, um, of your personality and your persona or your profile. But, you know, once you've exhausted it, once you've tried it, maybe sometimes it's time to move on. So for me, after trying to compartmentalize for quite some time, it became very obvious and very clear to me that, uh, compartmentalization was just not the way that I was going to achieve what I wanted to achieve. And after, you know, seven years of working on Wall Street, um, which not all of those were compartmentalized, I have to admit that, you know, I sort of veered away from that compartmentalization quite quickly. I found that for me, the perfect work-life balance is when work and life are together. Work and life are there's a seamless transition between the two in fact in many ways i would say that there is no transition between my work and my life my life and my work are essentially the same thing um so that's essentially how i've done it but again that doesn't mean that it's going to work for you you might be a compartmentalizer if that's a word which i don't think it is necessarily you might be of the mindset that is uh that's different from mine and i'm i might be different from um the mindset that's uh that's yours but the the most important thing to understand is that you have to self assess you can't just listen to podcasts you can't just listen to my podcast or any podcast and say okay now that's me it's not going to work you have to take into account your own personality there's a way that you are nat- that there's a way that comes naturally to you and other things that will be unnatural to you. You have to use the information that you gather to assess yourself and find out whether or not you fall into a particular category or if you don't. Well, that's all the time we have for today. I'm Dr. Nafis Alam, and this has been Empowering the Opposition. See you next time. (laughs) 